Welcome back to Trot's Life and joined by Carson Miller. We've had Carson on for a brief chat, which was a bit of a fun chat about some uh, about the train driving stakes a few months ago. But time we have a bit of a longer chat with Carson. Firstly, mate, how are you and whereabouts are you? Yeah, good morning, Tobes. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm good, thanks. Um, just at home at the moment uh, in Lara. And... Um, yeah, just it's actually starting to fit here. It's a bit strange. It's meant to be a top of thirty eight, but yeah, a bit strange. Yeah, we could have some rain across the state. I reckon it'd be welcome today, mate. Now tell us, let's wind it back. What what got you involved in harness racing? Because the Miller name, although I think in, in the US it's pretty pretty popular with the A in it, but the Miller name's not that familiar in harness racing with the A in it in Australia. No, that's correct. Um, look, as a kid growing up, my grandfather, um, by the name of uh, Helmut Richard, he was a hobbyist. Uh, he sort of never really got into it till he retired from work, so post-55. And, um, yeah, he always did a couple. Um, and, gee, you know, you know, it's like um, you just get that bug and sort of started driving, you know, in the car on his lap at, you know, four, five, six years old. And then, yeah, I just couldn't get out of it and um, just tried to continue sort of his his legacy from there. Well, once he passed, probably 10 years ago now, um, I haven't looked back since. He'd, he'd have a bit of pride about that, wouldn't he, mate? Yeah, yeah, yeah good one. Yes, <laughs> no, he did have a, a horse bit of pride. He, look, he wasn't, um, <laughs> he wasn't one of his best. I think he might have only won one race, but even if that. But, um, no, look, he had some nice horses over the years. He, he had a... He had two horses there. I can remember Ranchero and Nero's Pride, who did a pretty good job for for what he was. Anyway, you know, as I said, he he would work them over night time, um, even whilst he was sort of half working at the time. But um, yeah, he he did a good job. Yeah, Ranchero won nine for him. Nero's Pride won ten, and they didn't have many starts. But and he had Tumwa, which was helmet backwards. That's a horse I remember for some strange reason about him. So. <laughs> Is this is this a young Carson just hanging out with his granddad during the day or at night and then helping him out and that's where it all sort of come come from? Oh, it sure was, mate. Like, um, to be honest, every single school holidays, every every weekend, you know, I didn't see my own parents at all. I was I was at my grandfather's. Yeah. Every second chance I could get, I was I was there helping out. So, no, it was the horses. Just as I said, you you get that bug for it, and you know you, you just can't get away can't get away from it so did you do the training center school at Bendigo? I didn't no no I didn't I was um I just sort of worked for a couple of people along the way yep and um yeah I did all the the modules online um yeah okay that was for that that sort of thing and then ended up doing a couple of practical exams with like Ginger Gleason and and then and that to um sort of get the final things ticked off and then there was a couple of dabbles. You, you obviously were, I'd say you were probably working for Dean in 2012, were you, Dean Braun, when you had a horse have one have a start for you, Bryolinger boy? Yeah, yeah, I did. Look, I've spent, um, I've spent a bit of time with Dean, actually. Uh, he's been a great help. Um, it's sort of hard because I haven't ever had my own place to train from. Yeah. So living on, on a residential property, it's sort of, um, uh, you, well, you'd know Robin Leonard. Yeah, um, yeah, no, Robin. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, so been at his place uh, a couple of times over the journey. So I live in Lara, and there's there's not a lot around here mm. um, to pick from. So yeah, Dean's place was great. Um, 
uh, Robin's place has been great to me. So actually, at the moment, I do have my house up for sale, and um, it's been up for sale for the last month because we we do anticipate buying our own farm within the next couple of months to set up our own hobby farm and do it from there. Yeah, okay. So you're looking at, at, at Deadset branching out a bit, mate, and getting more oh, involved. Sure. You're going to give away the train driving, or are you going to try and juggle the two for a little bit and hopefully establish yourself as a professional trainer and then and then go for it? Yeah, look, I'll, 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 I probably can't give away the train driving as such, um, but I definitely will be, yeah, definitely will be doing this on the side, just like I am now, but it's so much easier to... You know, instead of yeah. jumping in the car to go and feed up, you know, you can even I could even ask the kids, you know, can you go out and feed feed those couple of horses if I do have to get called into work? You know what I mean? It's just it makes life a lot easier if you're doing it from your own backyard. So do you see it like, um, and and God, I hope he doesn't hear this, but if Dean Braun's the better's delight, you're like a son of better's delight, and you're sort of a a quarter of the price, but you're getting a bit of better's delight. Is that how you see yourself as a trainer? God help us. Um, don't, don't let him know I said that. No, that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, oh, he's obviously been a, a fantastic mentor. He's definitely, for strike rate percentages-wise, you know, you yeah. couldn't ask for one of the best in the country. Um, and, yeah, just learning little things along the way. Look, I hope to be um, half as good as, as what he is and, and people like him in that in that sort of Great, yeah. You just you just trying your best, I suppose. I've just I think that for me, he he was so good with that one on one care with a horse. You know, like they, mm. he never missed anything. You know, mm. um, there was there was no shortcuts taken. So and that for me is the biggest thing. You you, you try and you know dot the i's across the t's and pick everything out. And sometimes you actually go home thinking you overthink it because you know you're um you're pulling your hair out, going well, what have I done wrong? But but yeah, you just as I said, yeah, um, as far as as far as not missing anything, yeah, he, he'd be by far one of the best. Yeah, we'll circle back to that in a moment or two. But driving, not many people would remember you driving. But you went to um, college for driving to Glen Ferry College. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, look, <laughs> I have to be completely honest with you, mate. I um, I had to give the driving away because I just got too heavy. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> look, don't get me wrong. Um, look, yeah, I can't single anyone out. Obviously, you couldn't say that. But I, I probably aren't the heaviest out there. I just feel like this day and age, um, yeah, it, it, the weight definitely has something to do with it. And um, I get a lot of satisfaction out of training them at home and then leaving it up to the professionals. Don't get me wrong. But no, that that win was um, was something certainly special. <laughs> with for me, especially being at the home track too, you know. Yeah, yeah. For those playing along, it was a horse trained by Dean. I think it was Dean's horse, Glen Ferry College. It was. Yeah, won the race. So uh, you might know there's a couple of great contributors to this show, the Carroll brothers, and you'd see a bit of Darren around and about. They actually bred a horse in a syndicate called the Menangsta Syndicate. And the first real horse I think you had a crack at was with She's a Catch. And I think we mentioned this last time you're on. You just couldn't win a race with her, though, could you? No, she, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she, she was, she was um, a tricky horse. But look, she ran a lot of seconds. Yeah, seven. Um, but I, yeah, I just couldn't get, just you wouldn't stick her neck out at the right time. But um, as I said, I, I think she moved on to. Well, I wouldn't. I don't know if it's greener pastures, but you know, and I'm not. I'm not really sure she did win a race after she left me, or even before me. I'm not sure she. she did win one. She might have won a. Yeah. She might. Okay, there you go. So. Yep, but um, no, she she was probably something that you um, 
yeah, you'd have to move on quite quickly, to be honest. Yeah, I have to, yeah, say she won a race for the Menangatang um, Mafia. So, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> or else, or else be so you dabbled yeah. in a few, and I think this is where we loop, loop back to all the one percenters, and you claim an old horse out of Queensland called Matt Cruiser. He hadn't won for 10 months, and he, he hadn't won in Queensland. He'd won in New South Wales 10 months prior for Luke McCarthy, and he had a bit of ability, and this is, I think, where you're going with one percenters, and the horse is Matt Cruiser, who ends up having oh, 16 starts for you for nine wins and $48,000, and Obviously, there was a lot of work put into him to get him right and get him back firing again, mate. Yeah, it was. I think a lot of those old claimers, and and you know what? To be honest, I miss uh, miss that uh, section of the racing in the in the Victorian game. I'm, I'm spewing that, but hmm. that doesn't happen on the weekly because you get those same horses racing against each other all the time, you know. But yeah, yeah he was he was one that was probably just just. You know, it's I reckon for those sort of horses that are that have been around the block two hundred times, it's a confidence thing. If you can get them feeling good, and they you got their confidence back, like you would see in there that Jason Lee drove in one night in a and he won a Metro sitting in the yeah. sitting park, right? Yeah, yeah. Now you can't tell me that you know prior to winning a couple of races, how do you run say eight eight down the track somewhere and then go and sit park that he'd go and win that race? You know what I mean? It was yeah. more of a, like, you know, he's feeling good. He's got his confidence up. So he's going to try that little bit extra more. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so that was that was a matter of that. It was just sort of patching him up. He did have, I think I might have mentioned to you a while ago with that Night Spirit being a Mac 3. He had terrible feet. Yeah, yeah. And Mac Cruiser was in the exact same boat. He was um, he was shod probably every three three weeks, and it was quite an expensive ordeal. But, um but it paid off because, yeah, as I said, you got him feeling good. He got his confidence up and, and um, yeah, away he went. Because I, I, I can't remember. I didn't go into every run, but I reckon he won a couple of cheap claimers and then a, a, a higher level claimer and then he went in and won that Metro race. So just getting that, that win and that confidence in that lower grade and then once he got back to his best, he was up to that level of winning like at Metro level. It was all just about that confidence. And then did you... Did you see things about him at that time? Like he was just a bit more bullish in the paddock or he ate his feet different? Was there any signs at home that he, he felt that confidence? Um, like he did have his quirks, don't get me wrong. He would, yeah. he would um, when he was feeling good, he'd just, he'd stand there on the tie-up rail and he'd just froth up at the mouth. He'd, his tongue would be going 100 miles an hour and, and um, I wouldn't say he squealed or anything like that. He was he was a nuggety type little horse, but yeah, you could definitely tell he was he was feeling good about himself. There wasn't, you know, he didn't do a lot during the week, um, mm. but you just obviously kept ticking him over. And as I said, yeah, just a couple of little right. things. He you, you get get his feet right, patched him up, and um, so he's you know not feeling anything, sore wise, and um, and yeah, as I said, you get those older ones that have been around the block. You know, obviously he had ability. He had ability as a young horse. That's, that's, I think, the biggest thing. It's like, I think you might have spoke to Ash Wharton the other day, and um, he sort of looks at that too, like horses that have been at the same place for a long time but had previous ability. So, yeah. you, you know, the ability's there. It's a matter of just um, hoping that you can get them happy and healthy, and, and that's half the success, I reckon. Yeah, well, as as you probably heard, I'm planning on moving in with Ash for a while to see if he can... Yeah. 
<laughs> get me going. That. Yeah, well, if he can't, then nobody can, I reckon. <laughs> Correct. But he's told me that, that I better. Uh, he's got some interesting training methods. So um, I'm a bit nervous anyway about me stay with Ash. But that's, let's not go down that track. So yeah, no. the, the last couple of years, mate, I had a look. You've had seven different horses race, four of them won, and, and a lot of them you've only had for three or four starts and they've moved on. So you're happy to sort of get them in, get them back, get them feeling good and, and then sell them on for owners or for yourself? Uh, yeah, most of the time, look, it has been for myself, actually. And uh, to be honest, I'm very, um, I, would, I would call myself very trigger happy. Like, I, as I said to you, I, I get that bug. So once I move one on, Mate, I'm on that trade-in ring, or I'm, I'm looking yeah, for horses yeah. every five minutes, and that's the thing. That's probably my biggest downfall is I'll buy something that I probably shouldn't have bought, and instead of waiting, I've gotten out and I thought, oh, geez, I didn't. Maybe this isn't as good as what I thought. So if I do happen to go all right with it, then yes, I'll move it on. You, you know, that's that's probably the the model at the moment um, has been. Yeah, try and get them feeling good, win a race or two, and then uh, move them on for you know to try and make a bit of a profit as a, as a hobbyist. It's probably the Best thing to do, I suppose. Because you did that with Rock Around the Clock, did you? She had four starts, three wins, and went to the US. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Yep. Yeah. So yeah that, she was good. Yeah. So that's that sort of model that, you know, and, and this is, if you're going to be training a bit more professionally, that, that is a good element to have for an owner that, yeah, this horse isn't, you know, it, it mightn't be a superstar, but if you can get, get it there for two months, get a win out of it and sell it, that an owner gets a result that way. That's right. Exactly right. Yes. Um, that that yeah. That seems to be seems to be the way to go. Look, I, you know, at, at the same time, you do fall in love with the animal too. So that 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 there becomes yeah, difficult. Um, difficult in itself. But as I said, um, probably the best way from my motto has always been: if you if it ends up being too much of a pet, well, pets pets cost money, don't they? So um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, do you know what I mean? Like Listen uh, and uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you, if you end up yeah spending too much on them, you can never get rid of them, you know. So why not turn them over when they're in good form? Yeah. The other thing I wanted to chat to you about was the rating system has changed things, and you actually touched on this earlier about claiming races. So you had you know Matt Cruiser, Our Sir Ivanhoe, Rory Mack, Chapter One horses you claimed, but the way the rating systems worked, it's kind of meant. There's nearly not a need for claiming races. It's something, though, I've got a new role and I am really trying to get some of that element back and you'll see some see some different things in the programming going forward. But I think it is a great element, the claiming races, but definitely the rating system's changed that. And a horse like Knight Spirit is sort of that horse that probably would have been in claiming races. He's got a bit of gate speed. He, he might have gone, gone in the, the mid-tier claiming races at a low price. So... You've sold him, you've and you've ended up buying him back, almost like a claiming horse at that sort of fifty level. Does that make sense? No, it does. Yeah, it does make sense. And you're probably right. Actually, he would have been. Hmm. Uh, what were they? They were zero. They were up to nine thousand. Those claimers, those yeah. sort of midweek ones, weren't yeah. they? So yeah, yeah, he he would be like for for an owner, and and say if I did own him the second time round. Well, having like you just said that gate speed, you probably. You'd put him in with a price tag that that would sort of it'd be almost like you're throwing the bait out to someone out there that would be yeah. you know interested in getting him. But at the same time, if he managed to win and he was claimed, well then you're doing all right, aren't you? Because yeah. you've made you know you've made that extra bit of money on the side. And so um, that 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 was the whole the whole idea was to try and put him in with a price where you think well 
you know, you could probably lose them. And if you did and they managed to go good and you win the race, well, you can't really complain because you've, you've sort of double dipped, haven't you? And on the flip side, if you're starting out and you want to get a few more horses while you're trying to expand, and you can say to, to five of your mates, give me a grand each, we'll buy this horse this week, and two weeks later we can run it again. Like, And you know the, about the ability of the horse, you know a lot about the horse because it's had maybe 150 starts. That's actually a pretty good business decision in a way. Oh, it is, yeah, for sure. And as I said, like, you know, that's not all that dear, really. Um, you could, no. you, you could, you could do that, and yeah, within a month's time, you could have flipped the horse, or you know, um, if you do happen to get it going good, yeah, you could, as you said, race on the weekly against pretty much the same lot, which which was happening, wasn't it? Let's yeah, be honest; yeah, those cheaper yeah. claimers, you were you're racing the same horses every week. You might have got one or two newbies in there, but then again, if the new ones come in, they probably didn't last long in there anyway. They were claimed, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so that's the whole idea, isn't it? Now, Saturday night. You went to Globe Derby, mate, and I, th- I think you might have gone with a full float and come back via Mildura, did you, and dropped a couple off for some more racing in Mildura. But uh, tell us about your first trip to South Australia. Your first trip away with horses, was it? It was, actually, yeah. Um, look, things, I mean, look, the results, uh, the results were good. Don't get me wrong. It would have been nice to walk away with a double, but that's racing. Uh, the trip over, gee, that was a that was a good one. So we left on Thursday midnight, and I um I picked my father-in-law up at his place about half twelve, so half an hour from my place. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I got out of the car just so he so he could sort of pack his things in in the back of the car because we were staying for a couple of nights, and um, I smelt like this smoky sort of smell coming from the float, and and um, we sort of looked around and never really because it was so dark, obviously. You, you don't really think too much of it. I thought, well, he does have a very steep um, grade down to his down to his place, so maybe it was right. just that we were on the brakes on the brakes for too long. Yeah. And um, anyway, so didn't think anything of it. So we've driven, we've gone through, and obviously with the fires, um, let's let's just yeah. well, touch on that for a second. Hopefully everything's okay today. But with those fires um, around the Beaufort Ararat area, we sort of got diverted. We went through Skipton. And then ended up look ended up getting on the Western Highway at Bal- at Ararat, sorry. Yeah. And yeah. Um, we drove all the way to Talem Bend. I'm not sure if you heard of that place before, Talem Bend. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. It's about an hour and a half outside of Adelaide, where we were meant to be. And um, got out at the roadhouse there, and this time round, you could see like like lots and lots of smoke pouring out the one of the wheels on the float. And um, even the the fellow next to us with his caravan was worried it was his. But anyway, got the fuel, and um, here's me walking two horses. I got the horses off, and I was walking two horses along the along the side of the highway in a in like a roadhouse mm. car park. Mm. And there's cars, yeah, exactly, <laughs> cars, trucks flying past, and obviously the horses are getting stirred up. So my father-in-law took the wheel off the float. Uh, sorry, jacked the float up, um, yeah. and next thing. With all the lock nuts, with all the nuts on the wheel, the wheel just fell off. So it wasn't even it, it wasn't even like the bearings and the hub had had been broken. So really, without those horses on, that wheel could have just come flying past us on the highway at any old speed. You know, it was so lucky that maybe the weight of the horses kept that yeah. wheel in position. Yeah, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. So this was twenty to eight in the morning. And um, obviously nothing really opened at that time of morning and we're not, you know, we're not from anywhere around there. So we weren't sure what to do. Um, 
But then put the horses back on and there was a gap of about sort of 15, 20 mil between the axle and the ground when we put the horses back on and any little bump I went over, the axle was, you know, just scraping across the highway, um, which was very dangerous. Yeah. So we managed to limp the car and float, you know, in the left-hand lane all the way to, it wasn't, it wasn't too far, it was 18 k's to Murray Bridge. Yeah. And we found this um, caravan and trailer park, uh, like, not so much repair center, but it was more of a, um, like just a part, a part center, you know what I mean? You could, you could buy everything there to fix it, but they couldn't fix it for you, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. so, so you've you got an instant mechanics degree here, I reckon. Yeah, well, <laughs> not myself, to be honest, mate. I was, I was very fortunate I traveled with my father-in-law because I tell you, if it was just me, I'd probably still be making my way there. He was, um, yeah, he's quite handy with his hands and, um, so we we were very fortunate that the guys from the auto uh, from the from the wreckers of you know the, the shop there they lent us uh, some tools that they actually had in their own personal cars, which yeah. was great because I didn't carry a lot of tools on me in the car. We probably just had a jack and and maybe a basic. screwdriver as such, but just very very basic. And um, yeah, so here's me in the middle of Murray like Murray Bridge. Well, I'm walking again. I've got these two horses off, and I'm walking two horses around the streets, you know. And people, you got cars going past, looking, looking with their windows down, and thinking, "What's this? Like, you know, there's two horses in, in in a residential area where you would never expect to see them." And um, yeah, so that cost us another three hours actually. By the time it all happened and the wheel was back on with a new bearing and hub. Um, yeah, so it was an 11 and a half or very close to 12-hour trip to Adelaide. It was, um, yeah, very, very fortunate that we, one, got there and, and two, there was nothing, no, like, nobody hurt, if, if that makes sense. So was that the Friday, was it? That was, yeah, Friday morning, yeah. Yeah, so then you yep. you stayed somewhere, obviously, Friday night and Saturday night? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, we stayed at, very fortunate, uh, Luke O'Neill from uh, Globe Derby put us up over there and... um. Yeah, he, he was uh, he was fantastic. It was a, a great place, not far from the track. I must admit, I've never seen anything like it. I felt like we were going back in time yeah. for a minute. I'm not sure yeah. if you know much around there, but you see people just trotting horses down the main roads of Globe Derby. Like they, that's how they get them over to the training track. And you know, you're in a car, and next thing there's horses coming towards you, just on the bitumen. Yeah, yeah, I have been you know, there. It is yeah, brilliant. it's, uh, oh, yeah, it felt, I mean, even um, my father-in-law, Derek, he sort of said to me, he said, this is like the, you know, going back in the Stone Age, this kind of thing, you just got horse and cart on the road, you know? But, um, no, it was great. So that Derek's wheel repairs is kicking off in Lara as well, mate? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, it should be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's got enough to fix, to be honest. But, um, yeah, right, no, as I said, without his help, yeah, probably wouldn't have been. I mean, I would have got there. Don't get me wrong, but it would have been. A lot geez, of, it would have been nearly nearly a day later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. the night night spirit runs second. Jill will be typhoon wins, and they're both in the training hands of Reese Moore now. They are. So the plan was, um, as I said to you just before, we this house is is well, fingers crossed, it's nearly sold. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've had a lot of interest just. Haven't had anyone bite just yet. And then, so, and, um, yeah, Robin's, um, poor Rob's actually, there's, yeah, he's, he's quite crook, actually. It might be worth giving him a ring if you've um, if you've got his number. I can pass it on to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Robin won't be, yeah, 
anyway, the property there probably won't be um, being able to use for much longer. So I need to get out and just have that little bit of a break. Yep. And um, yeah, hopefully in the next in the next month or two, we are able to purchase our own and and um, yeah, make a start because I'm I, as I said, I get those itchy fingers. You can't be away from it too long. I saw Robin one day at Cranbourne on a horse called Reithra. He went about 50 metres in front in a short distance <laughs> race and he got to the top of the straight. He got out, he ran down, he ran, he ran in front of the horse and led it over the line, I reckon, and he won the race by about. Have you heard that story? Oh, I think I have, yes, yes. <laughs> Ping I have. Lam yeah. Chan. Yeah, Pim Lam Chan. Yeah, they bred that horse, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob's done all right over the years with the, with the ones that. He had off lamb there. They um they bred a few and and uh, I think apple of my eye was probably his better one of his better ones. That sound right? Yeah, that sounds about right. He um yeah he worked for the board of for the waterworks or something for a long time. I reckon. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he's a character, Robin. I've known him all my life. Uh, so that's the next chapter for you, mate. You're going to get your own place. You put your own track on there. And then I think you're going to have a real crack at this harness racing game, which is exciting. And in the meantime, I'll see what I can do about getting claimers back for you. Yeah, no worries. No, thanks very much. Um, that, that, that is definitely the aim. As I said, yeah, you, you can't, you get, you get those itchy fingers. You can't get away from, from the game because you just, why do we do it? We love it. That's, that's the thing, isn't it? It certainly is, and it takes more than just yourself, and you've obviously got a bit of a support network there as well, young family and everything, and uh, driving the trains and training harness racing horses. You've got a busy uh, six to 12 months with some moving and everything ahead, but look forward to seeing you getting back uh, to the track sometime soon with plenty of good horses and maybe the next Mac Cruiser, mate. Excellent. Thanks very much, Tobes, and I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Darby.